Good morning, people. It is Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m., and you are listening to Hot 91, the soul of VA, which means that you are tuned in to Black Wall Street Today. Black Wall Street Today is brought to you by the Hampton Roads Regional Black Chamber of Commerce, known as Black Brand. If you are an entrepreneur, a nonprofit owner, a community organizer, or even an aspiring entrepreneur, it is your duty to find your way to www.blackbrand.biz. Right now, we are offering a free 30-day trial membership to Black Brand, the Black Chamber of Commerce. With that free 30-day trial membership, you'll be invited to members-only exclusive events that you'll be able to join for free. You'll be connected to resources, and you'll be directly connected to the network that will allow you to take your business to the next level. So once again, whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or you're just a person with an idea who knows that you can change the world around you, then you need to go to blackbrand.biz and find out how we can help. Now, on Black Wall Street today, we are always interviewing the most innovative, most creative, most hardworking, and community-focused entrepreneurs in Hampton Roads, and this morning is no different. Before us today, we have the one and only Sabrina Brown. Now, Miss Brown was among 10 businesswomen selected to participate in Reddick's Rules Cohort 3, an entrepreneur grant and training program launched in May of 2022 by Dr. Angela Reddick's to empower and develop 10 women of color entrepreneurs. Sabrina was also awarded a grant for winning the CEO of You Speech competition. Sabrina retired from the United States Postal Service after 35 years of service, where she conducted hundreds of workshops for internal and external customers, coordinated local and national events, and was certified as a master and national field trainer. Miss Brown graduated from Virginia Wesleyan University with a Bachelor's of the Arts in Business Administration and is currently pursuing a Master of Ministry with a concentration in leadership at Virginia Bible College. She is also the founder and CEO of Girlfriends Tea, who brought a little tea with her today. Miss Sabrina Brown, welcome to the show. How are you doing this morning? Thank you, Brian. Happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to sit with you. Awesome. Now, you have a varied background uh, with education and experience in various industries. So with that said, can you explain to us exactly what Girlfriends Tea is and how that came about? Well, at Girlfriends Tea, we create experiences and connections for women to connect over talking tea. So those connections and experiences are always 
as much as possible tied to the T. Because mm. at the table is where everybody has a voice. Everybody has a voice at the table of Girlfriend's Tea. So the goal of Girlfriend's Tea is to, one, of course, introduce the network, the connectors with, it doesn't always have to be women, but mostly women who are leaders in their field to give them information they need, sometimes in support of their business, other times in support of their personal lives, such as health-related issues, mental wellness, uh, OBGYN, we're going to do a pajama party with an OBGYN where we really, you know, no, no video going. We really get into some serious discussion as it relates to women who are aging. Mm. So we have a variety of topics uh, to fit our audience. So this is about women sharing their experiences and all being heard, like a, a safe space, a safe space to speak and be heard. Right, for the pajama party. But as far okay. as the podcast, it's not so much a safe space. It's just we're just sharing information publicly with everyone. But when we do those intimate parties, which would be my first intimate party, that is a safe place for them to share. Gotcha. So it seems that with Girlfriends Tea, there's like two main components. There's the uh, event and community component uh, that you kind of distill into this podcast and there's an actual tea product as well. Are you involved in the creation and design of this tea? Thank you for asking because I get that question all the time. No, I go through a manufacturer. Mm-hmm. I wish I had acres of land. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I shared before and I'm not there yet. But mm-hmm. when I get to the point of being able to have my signature brand, I would love to have my manufacturer. I, want, I will have my manufacturer produce a tea that is solely girlfriend's tea excellent uh so what made you start girlfriend's tea how did you go from the concept to being an actual active entrepreneur well the concept was thrust as a result again COVID 19. we couldn't we couldn't gather together and i decided to just host a podcast i was one of the earlier ones unless somebody was already doing it you know, right at the onset of lockdown. And it was really a great connector for us because at that time, we were all upset. I know I was, and we couldn't even get our hair done. You know, we were talking about that. (laughs) My girlfriend was like, look, girl, just put it up in a ponytail. You ought to see these celebrities, you know, the way they look in the ponytail, got a wig on. So it was a great connector for us to be able to share about that. And, of course, it was very serious. I mean, it wasn't all funny games. You know, people were losing their lives. So it did help that mental component as well. But it started out of a need. And then it grew, but it was something that I enjoy. I love facilitating. I love gatherings. So it fit right in my model as far as how I'm made. Yeah, and I think that anybody who knows you understands that you really enjoy gatherings. Um, If anybody has been a part of the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Hampton Roads for more than six months, it's likely that they've run into you somewhere at a networking event, at a conference. Um, You always come with a high energy and you can always be be found having conversations, creating connections, creating collaborations. Every time I see you, you're talking to someone I know and just plodding away. So if we can get a little peek into your mind, what are some collaborations that we should be checking for uh, for Sabrina Brown over the horizon? 
thank you. Currently, the newest one uh, that may, probably everybody doesn't know about, because we just started last month, is a collaboration with Taste. So I'm very... Mm. Uh, I'm very honored. The 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 food sandwich yes, company. Okay, gotcha. Yes, they have. It's I think nine. I should know them by heart, but I, I know they have several locations. But what they were surprised to find out is that I patronized them when they were in Selden Arcade. Mm. So a lot of people don't remember that they used to be here, right? Well, not here, but here in Norfolk, in Selden Arcade. Out of that, so here's what I want to say: Don't be, don't be, uh, be open. You may approach a company. And this is how you see your brand connected with them. But don't be surprised in the timing of it. For example, I approached them about another idea. But at the time, I didn't realize that they were opening up Zinnia in the Chrysler Museum. It had been a minute. Mm. I'm a member of the Chrysler Museum, but I, it had been a minute since I've been in there. And I had noticed that Zinnia was open. I think it was in January. Yeah. Because I, I went when it was Wisteria. And as a result of me approaching them about the tea, and, of course, they all, the team, they tried it. They said, hey, we're about to do afternoon teas. We want to carry your tea exclusively in our restaurant, and we want to partner with you to have monthly events there. Now, they only said monthly because this is something that they're shoring up. It's a new, a new project for them. So we're just doing it monthly. And I really I like the teamwork. Mm. That's the collaboration because for the first month when we had Pastor Ginger Simpson and they allowed me to select the speakers. So it this the series is the leadership. So it's a leadership series. I call it table talking tea, but it's about leadership. But you can take any subject, even mm. health, because people say, Well, how am I gonna talk about leadership? How are you a leader in the health industry? Mm. I mean, it basically everyone is a leader. So it doesn't have to be DEI or Lean Six Sigma. How are you a leader in the industry that you're in? And so what I like about the first the first one, which was last month, we had Pastor Ginger Simpson. Well, Girlfriends T booked that out. Well, this one we need a little help. So they came <laughs> in and I, they came alongside and one day they sent it out to their taste community. And so that I love the partnership. So you seem to be an expert in partnership and collaboration. Um, can you tell us how you approached this collaboration, how you how that very first conversation kind of occurred so that our listeners can get uh, a peek into your expertise in creating these type of dynamic collaborations that you do? Well, it was actually a cold approach. I, I didn't know anyone. I, I, I inquired as to where to write through one of the employees. So you do want to approach locally if you can. So I, I went into one of the stores and spoke one of the managers, and they told me, they gave me the email address. But I would say when you approach, it's one thing to have your website, but I use an electronic press kit. It's just a nice cursory uh, review. You might have a lot on your website. I have six pages. I didn't want them to have to pour through that. So I just had a nice uh, cursory, I would say, view of uh, Girlfriend's Tea and what I wanted them to see. Because you can always, you can have an EPK for approaching someone about your tea, but I wanted to tie in the podcast so mm. that they could see how the tea and the podcast tie in. Even though it's a simplistic toast at the beginning and the end, but they got it. But the thing was giving them the product. So yeah. they wrote me, I mean, I'm not going to share too much about, of course, what they said, mm. but they wrote me and asked, could they taste, could the leading council taste the tea so I was very pleased again I didn't get what I requested but they say hey here's where we're interested and, and and it's working out for me it fits 
my model. I love being the face for them right now for their teas. Gotcha. And after they tasted the tea, that kind of closed the deal there? Yes, they called me. And it's funny. It's funny, Brian. I mean, I, and I say shout out. I, I, I love working with the managerial team because when I went to meet with them, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, they're going to order some tea. Da, da. But I didn't know that they had a futuristic model. I didn't know that they were starting the teas. Mm. I was just there to, you know, give them some tea, find out how they like it. Let's drop it off. Tell me what you want to order. But it was more than that. Hmm. So now that we know it was it was pretty much the the tastes of the tea that really closed this deal. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about this tea? Um, because this isn't just tea. You have developed a luxury tea line, which that may be the first time I've ever said luxury tea line in my life. So I didn't even consider that this can be a luxury item. So can you explain for me and our listeners what your vision is for this luxury tea line? Thank you so much. Actually, my manufacturer does nothing but luxury tea. And I think Mm. all of them would say luxury tea. But what sets them apart for me is their just commitment to quality Mm. and all of the certifications that they have. So in my search, there were several manufacturers, but what stood out to me for them was those certifications because it reminded me of my career within the U.S. Postal Service and having all these quality checks. And I didn't get that conversation, although I'm not saying they probably do have those, but they they were more interested in selling me on their processes and the quality of their tea, and how they handle the tea. They're really serious about tea. Mm. And so when, and I know I made a great decision because I called several manufacturers, and when one of the manufacturers got back with me three weeks later, they asked, they said, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask who you went with. And when I shared the name, he said they're a fine company. Now, when you get a leading, another leading manufacturer, compliment another one he he just he got quiet he said they are a fine company and if they don't work out for you we'll be right here but they Mm -hmm. have been working out for me but as it relates to uh, what happened with tasting them it wasn't about them it was it really wasn't about them tasting the tea okay that was the first step the other part was that they wanted to partner their words were we want to partner with your brand that's the compliment Mm. i mean we're looking at they've been around since the 70s for my recollection, they've been around since the 70s. And for to hear them say they want to partner with my brand, I just, I thank God. I thank God because I'm like little me, but that's that's what they want to do. Maybe they wanted to, I didn't ask them for details. I was just happy, you know. Maybe they wanted to pour into a small business. I have no idea, but I just know that God led me to them and God delivered what he had for me. Mm, So they're recognizing the brand as a whole. Can you talk to us a little bit about what are the steps and the work that goes into developing a luxury brand? Because I think that people really associate you very closely um, with the class and luxury of your brand. What steps did you have to take to make sure that people always associate you with class and luxury and community, these things that we think of when we think of Girlfriend's Tea? Well, you know, Brian, as you said earlier, I think everyone's dream is to do what they're naturally good at. Mm. Oh, and, and I would say, and, and everybody could use help to improve to a higher level, but what, what is your natural inclination? I have always been outgoing. 
I have always been a cheerleader. I'm more a promoter for others than I am for myself. Mm. So I'm trying to find that comfort line in that. Like, you know, because I really do. I, I'm always going live with anybody. No, there are no ties, no strings, no, no business deals. I just do that for free because that's who I am. Mm. So when we are who we are and we identify with that, then we're, I naturally seek information on how to improve. So it's not so much, even though my manufacturer can boast, their, well, it's not theirs. One of the employees said it's not their mantra because they can't use it. But I said, what sets you all apart? And, but I'm going to use another brand's name that gives me permission. <laughs> they say, well, she, that person said, not the company, we are the Louis Vuitton mm. of tea. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I like that. So I just need to get something else, another brand where I have the permission <laughs> to use it. But, I mean, I guess it's okay, but that's how they feel. Yeah. When you feel good about your product, it shows. Because you can talk about, they could have sold me on tea if I wasn't interested in tea. Because of the passion. Mm. People see your passion, and they see your brand before they see all the, all the details. So the class... I'm not saying that I'm class, but professional. It, it just comes with the brand. Absolutely. So for all of those listening out there, in case you didn't catch that, her response to the hard work and the effort that goes into building a brand was essentially authenticity. She authenticity. continues to show up as her authentic self and people resonate with that. People really identify with that authenticity. Um, but I assume that your entrepreneurial journey has not always been um, cold reach out, get the meeting, close the deal from success to success to success. Normally these paths have a very rocky road. So can you talk to us a little bit about the struggle of developing the brand and more importantly, the lessons you learned through the struggle? Wow. Yeah, I can say the first two years were probably the struggle. I mean, I, as far as, again, the gifts, the, the gifts that God give us will be with us. He's given me the gift of connecting with people. He's given me the gift of public speaking. But when it came to being an entrepreneur, you're looking at someone who worked for the United States Postal Service. Shout out to all my USPS retirees and, and those who are working now. I love USPS. USPS is who I use only to ship. Mm. And they have been on time for hundreds of orders with no problem. But it, it's, it's, it really boils down to, Brian, you know, our life experiences do count. You could have never told me that what I did in the United States Postal Service would help me in entrepreneurship. But I'm only three years in hmm. and I'm I'm just starting to to get my my groove on, to be quite honest, because I was just really doing what I did without really seeing a vision. I was just doing it, just kind of like tunnel vision. Yeah. But now I'm actually writing things down. And, you know, really there has to be at least two years of, I would say, failures mm. or not so good for you to just finally say, okay, you just keep knocking. I'm You just keep knocking. And as you come across people who will give you feedback, take that feedback and build upon it. This was one for the win. There are others that weren't for a win. But you have to be open to the no's. As you know, you have to be open to the no's and open to the why's. Because if you can overcome the why, as mm. far as why it's not a great connection, because oftentimes we'll forget things until somebody says, oh, wait a minute, 
you know, I can meet that demand for you. I, I'm actually in Riverstone Chop House. I have to follow up with them. They bought the tea in the they purchased the tea in the summer, but they said they want to wait until the winter. So I have to follow up with them. But you know, we go in restaurants and and I'm not against any brand, but they liked the idea of the luxury tea. Mm. So you just have to know your you have to know your market. Not every market can afford girlfriend's tea. Yeah. It's not costly as far as the individual consumer, but when you look at someone who has a business where they're serving beverages every day, they have to keep those costs low. Yeah. So they can't afford that. Yeah. But if you're high if you're a high end restaurant or if you're a clientele, even though you might just be selling ice cream, but if you have a high end clientele, I don't mean high end, middle income. If you have a clientele, if you can afford that in your bottom line, then that's what you can boast about. Mm. And the teas are uniquely named by me. Really? They're uniquely named by me, just like uh, clothiers, they're business to business. The tea manufacturers I introduced myself to were business to business. So you put your label on it, there you go, and you do your thing. Now, I just want to highlight uh, a couple things that she said right there as far as the lessons that she learned within the first two years. Two things that I absolutely want to highlight that I think that every entrepreneur uh, needs to take with them is, number one, she said, embrace the no's. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear no. But rather than looking at those no's as a setback or taking those no's personally, embrace the no and understand that these are the steps that you take towards success. You will have to walk on a bunch of no's on your way to the yes. And then another thing that she mentioned was about failure. This is a word that entrepreneurs run away from that we often don't even like to identify exists. Um, But that was the very first thing that Sabrina came out with lessons learned. I think that all of my favorite business mentors have always used the phrase fail forward. It's not going to always look pretty. It's not going to be exactly what you want every time. But as long as you're failing forward, you're making progress. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I, I did want to share one point about that. I mean, as a uh, retailer, I would say, I, I do vending, you know, vendors. So just look into all of us are going to say that our product is good. Everybody's going to say that their conference is the best, et cetera. But find out from others because one person shared with me recently while I was vending, and that happened to be a very successful one. And she said, when I look to be a vendor and I, and I talk to the person who's the coordinator, if I sense or if I even know, if I know that they're bringing in the vendors to meet their budget, then I don't sense that they have a concern for the number of vendors. Mm. So I take that into consideration because I want everybody to have the optimal chance of a payday. Mm. That's just me. Yeah. Because I've been a vendor and I'm not knocking anything. Yeah. But I, I say it's up to it's not up to the person who has the slot. It's up to us to just Look into it more and find out what that track record is. You'll never know how many vendors because they don't know how many people are going to approach. Mm-hmm. But I would like to ask. Hmm. You know, for me, I, I had one vendor outside of myself at my conference, and they were people who supported Girlfriend's Tea. And that person told me it was her best payday ever. But because I didn't, and it's okay, though, mm-hmm. I didn't, I could have used the money, but I know what it feels like to have put out hundreds of dollars sometimes and not even get that back. And I'm like, if you can't do it with these odds, 
then, you know, it wasn't God's timing for you. But yeah. she did it. Wow, that's incredible. God is good. And that the thoughtfulness that you take in in making sure that your vendors are going to have success is is a rarity, I would say, definitely in in this um in these circles. Let's talk about what I'm actually drinking right now, what we're both sipping on. Um, so this is a, uh, I think you said a bourbon Yes, I named it tea? the other bourbon. Okay, yeah. But it has rooibos. Gotcha. So it's non-alcoholic. As soon as people hear bourbon, I do get the follow-up question, there's no alcohol in it, right? And, of course, there is no alcohol. It's tea. It's tea with healthy ingredients like rooibos and calendula petals. mm and then I have, you have the other bourbon, but I gave you some cinnamon, so it might taste a little different than oh, the it's, last it's, time. Oh, it's nice. You this tasted it. Cinnamon stick in here is very nice. Well, thank you. And I have Unapologetically Berry. Again, they're all uniquely named by me, which is elderberries. And I mm. hadn't heard about elderberries. I first heard about elderberries during COVID, mm. you know, to help build our immune system. Yeah. So it's, it's one of my favorites, actually. But Bella the Ball. Bella the Ball is also one of my favorites with hibiscus and pineapple and orange pieces. Now, I know that there are folks listening this morning on their drive back from church or they're in their living room cleaning up right now. And something that you've said today has just sparked a little bit of inspiration for them. For some people, it's going to be they want to engage with the tea because they're hearing about these flavors and they're like, I got to try it. For other people, I'm sure they want to engage and ask how they can be a part of the podcast. Um, so to engage with Girlfriends Tea on any level or directly with you, how should our listeners reach out to you? Is there an email address? Is there a yes. phone number? Is there Okay. website how would you like them to get to you well my website is girlfriendstea.com it's all encompassing it has the podcast and a link for the luxury tea but if you just want to go straight to the tea it's girlfriendstea.net follow me on social media the first and primary platform I would say would be the girlfriends the girlfriends tea with Sabrina Facebook group because that's where I'm more interactive mm. there are about 2100 women in that group so you can find it it's a group. It's a private Facebook group, Girlfriends Tea with Sabrina. You can follow me on my page, Girlfriends Tea with Sabrina. I post there, but it's more interaction in the private Facebook group. Mm -hmm. I'm also on IG, Girlfriends Tea with Sabrina. And as far as an email address to contact me, maybe you want to get on the mailing list. Everybody who makes a purchase is on the mailing list or attends an event, a paid event. But you can email me at girlfriendsteainfo at gmail.com and I will add you to our mailing list. Girlfriends with an S T E A info at gmail.com. Excellent. And when should the people expect this collaboration with taste to unveil itself to the Hampton Roads community? Well, actually we unveiled last month oh, with wow. Pastor Ginger Simpson and that's the one where Girlfriends T, the Girlfriends T community booked it out. But when I have a speaker who has a cohesive community like Pastor Ginger then between her following and the girlfriend's tea following, we booked, we packed it out. But it's okay because we're partners. So yesterday I had the second tea with Vanessa Torres. Mm -hmm. And so she spoke on leadership, of course, DEI and her experiences. And Pastor Ginger, I mean, she just, she we let her rip with the word. <laughs> it was good. And she spoke also and get, get gritty with it. It was very, very good. You know, you have to have grit. In leadership. So next month, since I'm here, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know when this will air. Will it air before November 19th? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, Chastity Pritchett, 
Yep. And you know the of olive, olive oil, oil yes. She's the first African-American to have her own her own olive oil line. She's going to be leading it up. So you want to book early because with this partnership, they're allowing the first two weeks to be girlfriend's tea. Mm. And then they're going to come alongside. See, I love it. They're going to come alongside us and fill in those empty seats with their da- with their base, you know, the taste community. But they're trying to tap into a community that really enjoys these teas. They're going to do it every Sunday eventually is my understanding. Mm-hmm. But right now, because of resources, you just want to get the word out. So this is the way a way of us promoting it, getting the word out. That's incredible. Thank you so much for joining us today here on Black Wall Street today. Is there anything that you'd like to just leave our listeners with? I would like to convey that you never know when someone that you don't think is going to be a resource will be a resource for you. Mm. So view everyone as a Fortune 500, seriously, because that one person is a person, just like in the case of taste, but that one person could be the person or that one entity could be the entity that will give you some leverage when you go talk to CEOs or marketers in other areas, wait a minute, we can look up taste. Taste has a better footprint than me. So or you're attached with taste. Okay, well, we trust taste, so we'll take a chance on you. You know, it's often it's, it's who you're connected to. They may believe you, but they want to know who you're connected to. Wow, I love that. Treat every person you meet like that is your meeting with the Fortune 500 because you never know when it really is. And that is the girlfriend's tea for today. We would like to thank Sabrina Brown for coming on the show. And remember, you can head over right now to girlfriendstea.com and look at all the way that you can engage and become a part of this community. We will see you all next Sunday right here on Hot 91, the soul of VA at 1030. See you next week.